0: good morning it is and it's awesome to see all your smiling faces it's a beautiful morning outside and it's beautiful in here too so this morning I do want to talk to you a little bit about what's valuable what do we consider valuable I kind of started it with the children's message but uh, it is All Saints Sunday, and it seems the older I get, the more I reflect and, and really see the things that are truly important, the things that we should be truly placing value on. One of the most important possessions I have is probably be worth nothing to anybody but me. And I started to bring it today. I think I've done it before. I think I've brought it. But with the way I'm losing things right now, I was afraid to. I found it last night. I couldn't find it. And then I found it. And I, once I found it, I'm like, I'm not going to take it. I just want to make sure I can find it. I found it. And all it is is something that uh, it's a check that I never cashed. It was written on December the 25th, 1981. Yeah. It's for $5. I turned uh, I had turned 18 just a few days before and my grandmother, my my dad's mother was really sick. And it was pretty much inevitable that that, that things were going to take their course. And when I got that check, again, I was 18 years old, I thought, man, this check I'm going to keep forever. And I thought I'd lied to myself when I couldn't find it last night, but I did find it, and it's where it's supposed to be. The check is worth nothing now. The account's not open anymore. So even $5, of course, in 1981 was worth more, but it's not even really worth $5 anymore. I'm not sure if she made the check out, but it's got her signature on it. Man, it's precious to me. Again, true monetary value, it it has none. But the value that it has for for me in my life is unbelievable. But there's things that are more important than money. There's so many things that are more important than money. There's been people who have walked away from lucrative jobs at the height of their career because they may have realized that there's things more important than making money. Probably the greatest basketball coach that ever lived, John Wooden, when I don't know how many national championships at UCLA and he won one, he decided he was done. He wanted to do other things with his life. man. Don't get me wrong, I like things. I do. But if I listed the most valuable things in my life right now, I don't know that any of them would have any monetary value. Philippians 3.8, there's a scripture I'm going to use to open up and then um, I'm going to refer back to to some more scripture as we go, but it says, more than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you do in our lives. Lord, thank you for, for placing in us, Lord, the desire to know you, Lord. Thank you for what you did for us on the cross. Lord, thank you for our relationships with each other. Lord, I just pray this morning as we study the scripture, Lord, that your words flow through me. And Lord, that uh, the folks who are listening to this message, Lord, they, they hear your message. In Jesus' name, amen. There's other things that are valuable. There's other things in that same box that I have. There, 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 there's other things. There's that check. There's cards. I, you can ask why I keep everything. If you've written me a card, I have it. I may not be able to find it, but I have it. <laughs> Finding things is a little bit harder these days. But I have my graduation cards. And I graduated high school a long time ago. There's things that are special to me. There's things that I place a lot of value on. None of them had anything to do with money. But we live in a world now where we place value on everything. If we look at anything, we try to put a monetary value on it. Oh, that must be worth this. That must be worth this. And again, I like things. I do. I like to shop. I like to buy. I I like things. But again, nothing that I've ever bought is more valuable than that $5 check. Nothing that I've ever bought is more valuable than what's in that box. Nothing that I can ever buy. Nothing that I can ever buy or acquire is more valuable than my relationship with you. And likewise, nothing that I can ever buy is more valuable than my relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what Paul's talking about here. Paul was a man who had a lot of authority within the church. And also, he was a Roman citizen. So he was pretty important at the time. He had a lot of things going for him he had position, influence, power, prestige. He didn't want for anything. He kind of locked his job, too. He went around and he persecuted Christians. That's what he did. That's what he did for a living. Matter of fact, he writes about it in Galatians 1. He says, You have heard no doubt of my earlier life in Judaism. I was violently persecuting the church of God and was trying to destroy it. I advanced in Judaism beyond many among my... People of the same age, for I was far more zealous for the traditions of my ancestors. His job was important to him. He liked it. He liked having the power, the prestige and all the things that go with it, till something happened, till something happened, and it happened on a road to Damascus. He actually met Jesus face to face. The man whose followers he had been persecuting. The son of God who he had been persecuting. He met him face to face. And again, Philippians 3, I'm going to read it again. It says, more than that, I regard everything as lost because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Nothing else mattered to him anymore except for his relationship with Jesus Christ. What is there about knowing, a, having a relationship with Jesus that changed his life? That redirected what he valued? He knew who Jesus was. He knew who Jesus was before his conversion. Yeah, he... He did, he, again, he persecuted. He persecuted his followers. So he had that knowledge of Jesus. And that knowledge of Jesus must be a personal knowledge. We have to know him. It doesn't matter how many folks we've been in contact with that know Jesus. For us to really have a relationship with him and to know Jesus, we have to have that encounter with him. We can't have, we can't know Jesus solely through another person. And you all are like me. We've had so many people in our lives that influenced us. I've heard so many great stories of folks in this church who've now gone on that I would love to have met. People in my life that have influenced me. And I could start naming people, but I don't want to because we would be here. And I know the time changed. I've got an extra hour to preach, but I don't want to take it. But we could go on and name so many people. But until we come to that personal knowledge of Jesus Christ, then we don't know what Paul's writing about right here. You see, like Paul, we must speak in first person on this issue that I may know him. We've got to have that personal knowledge. When we have that personal knowledge, usually it becomes an intellectual knowledge. It becomes head knowledge. It becomes a cognitive knowledge. Yeah, we know who Jesus is. But until we convert that head knowledge to our heart, we're going to be like Paul. We're going to know who Jesus is. We've heard all. Our whole life, we live in an area where we've heard who Jesus is. But again, until we get that one foot from our head to our heart, we're not going to know what Paul is writing about. Matter of fact, that head knowledge is important. We've got to know who he is, but we've got to con- convert it to love. We have to convert it to love. Love. That doesn't mean that we lose our intellect all of a sudden. No, intelligence, our knowledge is very important. It's very important. We must study. We must study his word. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven 37 says, he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. We studied that scripture last week. Our whole being should be to follow Jesus Christ. Everything we're about. Both his natures, or excuse me, his nature, his divine nature, his human nature. We need to know all about it. But also we need to know him as our king, as our priest, as our savior, as our shepherd. And we need to know what he has done for us. We need to know. Jesus' past. We need to know how he suffered for us. We need to know what he's doing in our life right now, so we need to know his present. We need to know his future glory. And our knowledge must turn to an affectionate knowledge. That head knowledge must be converted to an affectionate knowledge where we have that heart knowledge, and you can see the love of Jesus Christ flowing through us. That's when we truly know that we have placed value on our relationship with Jesus. It's the most valuable thing we have. It's more valuable than anything we can purchase. It's more valuable than anything we can earn. Matter of fact, we can't earn it at all. He gives it to us because he loves us. He gives us his grace because he cares that much about us. Once we have that heart knowledge, that affectionate knowledge, that love, then we have a satisfying knowledge we can look back and say, you know what? Nothing else really is that important in my life. Winning an argument is not that important anymore. I told you before, I'm good at arguing. But I've never won one. Never won an argument. I may have proved my point, but what I lost is probably greater. You see... That satisfying knowledge should drive us to love each other, to care for each other, not to argue and and, and bicker over things that really and truly don't matter. When we experience this affectionate knowledge, this, this heart knowledge, this loving knowledge, we should be excited. This knowledge should excite us to go and tell other people about Jesus. We'll realize that what Colossians 2, 3 says that all these things are hidden. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in our heart. And we're complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power. We serve a Lord and Savior who's already won the victory. We don't really have to argue anymore. He's already won the victory. We need to accept his grace and realize that, hey, it's not about Stace no more. It's about him. It's about everybody else. I've given you this analogy before, but John 3.30 says that we should become less and he should become greater. And I remember that by saying, less of Stace, more of grace. When you look at me every day, you should see less of me and more of him if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Because you see that if you give me everything in the world, Stace plus everything in the world equals nothing. But Stace plus his grace equals everything. I need nothing else. Nothing else is... Valuable at all to me, except my relationship with him and my relationship with each of you. Again, when we experience this exciting knowledge, then all of a sudden we're going to see some joyful knowledge. We're going to have joy that surpasses all understanding. That people don't understand, even when we're going through trials, that we can celebrate because Jesus Christ is the most valuable thing in our life. We can have joy. Even in our sorrows. Can I explain to you the difference between happiness and joy? That happiness is dependent upon circumstances. But joy lasts forever. We can have joy not because of anything we've done, but because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And our goal now, you're get tired of hearing me say this, but our goal every day is to be more like Jesus Christ. More like Jesus Christ. And we should grow in our knowledge. And if we're truly thankful, if we're truly thankful and we truly have His love and we've experienced His grace, we should be obedient to His word. Told you this several times too, a Christian is not a noun. When you say you're a Christian, it's not a noun because people watch what you do. Being a Christian is a verb. A verb. Doesn't matter how much scripture you can quote, or how many eloquent words you can speak. People recognize what you do. See, being a Christian is a is something we do. It's not it's not a label. It's an action. James one tells us to be doers of the word. To be doers of the word. We have this kind of knowledge. When we place this kind of value on our relationship with him, people will notice the difference. People will know the difference. Sometimes we get tired, though. Sometimes we do get tired. And when we do, we need to lay our burdens at the cross. We need to lay them at the altar. See, that's why Jesus came. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When you feel like you can't take another step, whatever has you burdened, lay it at the cross. Lay it at the cross. That's why he came. That's why he died for us. That's why he lives today. Have you come to know that knowing, loving relationship with Jesus Christ? Have you started living what Paul calls the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord? If not, today is a wonderful day to do it. Again, All Saints Sunday is a beautiful Sunday to celebrate those who have gone before us, those who have influenced our life. Man, it's wonderful to see their faith. But their faith can't save you. Only your relationship with Jesus Christ can do that. This morning, I want to encourage you to trust Him. Obey Him. Love Him. Love Him with everything that you have. Your heart, your soul, your mind. And you... We'll treat others as, or you'll love others as you love yourself. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you do in our lives. Lord, thank you for sending your your only son, Lord, that we may be saved. Lord, thank you for, for allowing us to be in a relationship. Lord, help us to remember that we're blessed with so many things in life, but Lord, just a handful of things truly have. Value. And Lord, the most valuable thing in our lives should be you. In Jesus' name.